Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Good morning, everybody. Happy Memorial Day weekend, right? Good. What, a, what great praise and worship. Wasn't that amazing? I love praise and worship. And uh, if you have not had a chance to uh, find out what our series has been on the last few weeks, Pastor Chris had some uh, amazing message last week, Pastor Lindsay, uh, the two weeks before that, and then I get to do the, uh, the finale. So I'm excited. Today's message is called Reach Out. Everyone say, Reach Out. So it's going to be um, an interactive message today. Um, as we get started, uh, our, our scripture uh, that we've been talking about all month is out of Hebrews 13.8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same. Everyone say, yesterday. yesterday. Say, today. today. And forever. forever. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your presence that is already in this house and in this place. I thank you, Father, for every person that is here in, in person or watching online. But we thank you that you send your Holy Spirit now to open their hearts to receive this message that you gave me. I thank you, Father, that you, that you move in this place, move in this house only the way that you can. And let there be in faith expectancy, Lord, to receive this word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God is in the building. I feel him because I feel this huge gust of air on my, on my face, too. So that's, that feels nice, too. Um, but today's uh, message is called Reach Out. And um, there is um, just this thought that I want to tie in to kind of build a foundation for where we're going in the message today. Uh, Jesus says that I'm the vine and you're the branches. So up here, I've got a vine up here and some branches. I told you it's interactive. Uh, John 15, 4 says this. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you're going to look like Natalia. Or, for those of you here a couple weeks ago, Pastor Lindsay's plant. Sorry. <laughs> you're going to look. You're going to look dead and dry. There's still hope for Natalia. I believe it for Natty. So what's interesting to me is this scripture is very clear. I love you, Pastor Lindsay. This, this scripture is very clear about how Jesus is saying that we can continue to have life in everything that we do. And so many people mistakenly blame God for things that they have, uh, that they're going through or that they've done. Because they were the ones that chose to cut themselves off from the life-giving vine. When this happens, they open themselves up to issues and problems that could have been avoided had they stayed connected. So, by the way, it storms on both the believer and the non-believer. On both sides. The difference is, is who you're connected to in the storms. When you're going through something, what are you clinging to? What are you holding on to? Because... There's a different response for the believer versus the non-believer. The believer says, I'm attached to the vine. So even though we're swaying, when those hurricane force winds comes through, I know what I'm attached to. 
But then when you are not attached to something found, you know, strong and have that strong foundation, you're, you're a weak little twig and being blown and tossed out. And no wonder you're scared. And so the difference is, is who you're connected to, what you're connected to that makes all the difference. Um, being connected to the vine equals life and growth. It does not equal perfection. So don't think just because you have this life-giving attachment that, man, everything's going to be roses. There are times, like I said, it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. It rains on the believer and the non-believer. There's things that we all go through, but it's who you're attached to, what you're attached to, that gets us through in those, those tough times. Another scripture is 2 Corinthians 5.17 of the Amplified. I love this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... That means grafted in, joined in, I say like a tree branch, to Jesus by faith in him as a savior, he is a new creature. Reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things have passed away. Say bye. Bye. The previous moral and spiritual condition is gone. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. Old things are gone. Everything comes new. When we are born, we're born into sin. And when we find and we are reborn in Jesus Christ, we find life. And that's kind of the, the foundation I want to set up today. So I want to say this too. No matter what your yesterday, which means your past, looks like, according to the scripture, when you're in Christ Jesus, you become brand new. That's today. And it brings eternal life. That's forever. Yesterday, your past is gone. Today, we find Jesus, and we're attached to that vine, and forever our lives are changed. Yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, main scripture I want to look at today. Buckle your, seat, buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. Mark 5, 21 through 36 says this. Jesus got in the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, Arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little girl's dying. He said, please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. So Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for, uh, who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding was there as well. She, she, had suffered a great deal for, sorry, she had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Or she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of the terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the rea- realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of Jesus and told him what she had done. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While I was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jesus to tell Jairus, your daughter's dead. There's no use in troubling the teacher now. Seems so definite, doesn't it? Your daughter's dead. It's over. It's done. Just leave him alone. But Jesus turned and said, don't be afraid. Just have faith. 
When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw how much commotion and weeping and wailing was going on. He went inside. Why all this commotion and weeping? The girl is only sleeping. And they laughed at him. You're crazy. But he made them all leave, and he gave them the boot. And he took the girl's father, that's my version, and his three disciples went in the upper room where the girl was lying holding her hand. He said something, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around, and they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. This scripture jumped out at me about six, seven weeks ago. I woke up from, uh, from sleep, and God just dropped this, this whole visual that ties in with yesterday, today, and forever. So to help make this come to life even more, Pastor Chris and Chris and Tracy Farley, if you guys can come help me real quick. So Pastor Chris is going to represent Jesus. Chris Farley is going to represent the father in this story. And Tracy is going to represent the woman with the issue of, of, of blood. So, so Jesus gets done ministering, gets on the boat, comes across, uh, comes across the water, steps off the boat. This father here is desperate. His daughter is dying. And he's done everything he knows to do. And he heard about a man who could help save his daughter. I don't know if any of you are parents in here. I'm sure there are plenty. But when your child is in need, you'll do whatever it takes to get them the help that they need, right? You're you're, you're, going to do whatever you can to make sure that they're taken care of. So this man, we don't know how far he traveled, but he came to, to fall at the feet of Jesus and plead with him, listen, you've got to come to my house. So he comes over to Jesus. First thing, steps off the boat. Bam, this guy's right here. And Jesus, being Jesus, all cool, calm and collected, you know, hears him and sees him and says okay and so he begins to follow follow the dad to the house so he turns around and as as he's on his way there's crowds all around jesus 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 hey jesus his disciples acting like security back off back off he's trying to get he's trying to help somebody what's what's wrong with you come on man you know, and people are pushing all around. Jesus, 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 all these people. It's like, you know, before Instagram and all that stuff, this was the social media of the day. Like, hey, Jesus, Jesus, come on, my gosh. And they're all freaking out, right? They're all around. They're like groupies and everything. Just wanting to be around because of all the miracles happening and going on. So here they are around Jesus. And as Jesus is walking through, this woman who was based on the Old Testament um, law was unclean and was not supposed to be around out around anybody else that was that was the law because you when you're unclean you can't be around people who are clean that was that was you know the law so here she is taking a risk knowing that she's gone through this for 12 years and she i want want to take a moment to pause on this this thought for a second because here she is conditioned to think a certain way for 12 years Every single day, she has a routine and a way to, to, to try to get through and, and survive. She's in survival mode every day for 12 years. And she's gone to doctors. She's done everything she can. And at this point, she's probably just throwing up her hands like, I give a hope. I give up hope. What am I supposed to do? This is just my lot in life. This is who I'm supposed to be. But I believe that this woman had a fight spirit, some grit in her. 
that said there's still, even after 12, there's still something God, I don't know what, the Bible doesn't say what her view on God was, but there's something there that was unlocked inside of her to say, if I just go out and I can see and just touch the garment of him. I don't even have to talk to him. I can just touch him. I can just reach out for a moment. So here Jesus is walking by in the crowd, people pushing around, and all of a sudden she reaches out and she just touches him and then she backs off. And immediately she felt from the reaching out, the touch, that she was healed. Immediately. But not only that, all the other people are touching him, but there was a different type of reach with this woman. Because she had something that she was desperate for and she just said, I need what you have. And when she reached out, that's the title of the message, when she reached out today to Jesus, her life was changed forever. Yesterday, 12 years of horrible, horrible everyday routine of something that she could not figure out on her own. In one moment, touching the hem of Jesus' garment, her forever was changed. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I just feel to say that too many times we're sitting and waiting on God to come to us when we need to reach out and grab a hold of what God is giving us. We can't just sit by and let let the power of God walk past us without reaching out, getting up and doing something. It requires faith and works, the Bible says. It's, it's a mixture of both. So, okay, so we'll continue. So. When this happened, Jesus stops and he says to his disciples, who touched me? And the disciples are like, what are you talking about? There's so many people around here. What do you you mean who touched you? You're crazy, Jesus. Here he goes again, guys. You know, and so he turns around. He says, who touched me? So then the woman finally, they didn't know who it was. So finally she came and she said it was. I touched you. It was me. I touched you. So. So, yeah. So then. When this happened, they start talking back and forth. And Jesus says, listen, you're, you're healed. It's done. Go in peace. In that moment, his, his servants come and say, listen, your daughter's dead. It's over. Now, my thought is for him. Does he get mad at the woman for stealing Jesus and his attention? Does he get upset and angry? Like, what, what did you do? Here you are coming out unclean and you're going to come steal my blessing, my breakthrough. And there's this guy could have gotten this offense in his heart that could have blocked the miracle that was just about to happen. But something tells me he had something inside of him, too, that said, "Okay, whatever this man says, I'm going to do it because I've heard a lot of great things. And in this moment, he gets the news. So he's dealing with this issue. This woman comes and, and gets her breakthrough and healing. And there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. There's, it's, it's a chaotic moment. You can think of crowds and people and yelling and shouting and all this stuff happening around Jesus. I'm not saying Jesus was chaotic in the moment. He, he was in control. But when you take a step back and you kind of look at this, it looks like a pretty crazy scene in this moment. In the midst of chaos... Jesus turns and he looks at this man and he says, don't doubt, don't doubt, just believe. In the midst of chaos, God releases a word to this man. With all that's happening around him, he stops and he hears the word of the Lord. What's the word of the Lord? 
don't doubt, just believe. And he holds on to that word. He says, okay, even though all this craziness is going on, you said it, so I believe it. If you say it, I believe Okay, so, so that's the song. So he said it, he believes it, and he's holding on to the word. He goes, this, this is my word. And from that point on, they go, and then when they get to the house, we read the scripture, they're crying, they're weeping, and all this stuff. And Jesus says, get out of the house, she's only sleeping. You're crazy, what do you mean he's only sleeping? Or she's only sleeping, and he goes in, and he heals the girl, and this man's amazed. Reaching out, trusting, knowing that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, hearing the word of God, saying, that's my word, I'm going to hold on to it. No matter what's going on around me, that's like, like what your word was last week, the uh, emet, the emet word, like that's my word I'm going to stand on. No matter what storms are going on around me, that's the word I'm going to plant my feet on because that's what God told me. So many things can happen in our life. And I'm not ignorant to say that when you become a Christian, all things are beautiful and peaceful all the time because things happen. But when we are connected to the life-giving vine, that when we go through those times... He gives us life. It's going to be, a, I've got you. You're not like everyone else. This is the word to you. You're healed. This is the word. And he gives life when we just reach out and we trust him. Guys, thank you so much. Give it up for our amazing actors today. <laughs> and thinking of, uh, of the man, the dad, tying into yesterday, today, and forever, as soon as he got the um, as soon as he got the message that his daughter was dead, I, I couldn't help but imagine he's, he automatically goes to those little moments of his daughter running to him in his arms and him swinging around and, and, or playing with her or whatever. All these thoughts come flooding to his mind and all these things of, of man, I, I just, I, if I could just have one more moment with her. And, and all these things begin to try to define, well, it's over, it's done, it's definite, this is it. And you start playing back history of yesterday. But then when today we have a promise that says that by his stripes we're healed, that with Jesus Christ that the impossible becomes possible, that when we ask our Father anything in his name that it will be done by, by God in heaven, and it's a matter of reaching out, trusting, and believing. Now, the forever part of this, Jesus looks back and says, don't doubt and just believe. Telling him to believe in God that the impossible is possible. The dad held on to that word, and he saw a miracle. The thing is with, he told him not to doubt. That word doubt means to have fear and just believe. Um, it's the faith of the believer that unlocks the miracle. It's the faith of the believer that unlocks the miracle. So the man, the father, had to believe that word to see it come to pass. And when the, of course, when the daughter was raised up, to me, I, I saw this in a different perspective. So the man was one generation. His daughter was the next generation. And the lynch, or the, the link, excuse me, between the first generation and the next generation was Jesus. 
And Jesus came through and he gave life to that next generation. And and there's a lot of articles I've been reading as a student pastor about how we live in a post-Christian world and how the next generation is falling away from Jesus and all this stuff. But I know one thing based on this scripture is that when we have Jesus standing between the generations, that he's going to reach out and he's going to give life when we believe, when we trust, when we pray, when we do what we're called to do and we begin to speak life to the next generation, not judgment, not because they're being raised in a different day than what we were raised. But when we stand on the word of God, when we pray for them, I'm telling you there's things that will begin to happen that only God, only God can do because he's the God of the impossible. Jesus is the link between the generations. Um, I jumped ahead a little bit. Sorry. So let me ask you a question. What is something that you're believing for that you feel has gotten lost in the chaos of life? What are you looking at and focusing or what you're looking at and focusing on determines the outcome? Because just like what Pastor Chris was saying last week, when Peter walked on water, When he's focused on Jesus, he could run on the water if he wanted. But when his attention got sidetracked, he started looking at other things, he began to sink. And so it all depends on what we're looking at, who we're looking at, rather. When we're connected to to God in the vine. Um, But when we're trying to trust in God and we step out in faith, there are things in this life, in this world, that try to hold us back. Like fear. There's a great devotional that I got from Pastor Gail um, a couple weeks ago, and it just ties right in with today's thought. It says this. It says, it's not just that we shouldn't be afraid. It's that we don't have to be afraid. Just like when Jesus said, don't doubt. Don't be afraid. Just believe. So we shouldn't be afraid. It's that we don't have to be afraid. Fear is a sort of forgetting and focusing on the what instead of the who. The what instead of the who. It's an amnesia of just how good God is and always has been and promises to always be. Yesterday, today, and forever. God was good yesterday. God is good today. God's going to be good forever. We look at it at God's, excuse me, with worried accusation. But how can I know that you're going to do it again? God, how do I know you did it before? How do I know you're going to do this again? Let me put it this way. If fear is forgetting, then the antidote to fear is remembering. Remembering that the faithfulness of God, the character of God, and the promises of God never fail. Knowing that when we put our hope, our trust, and our life in his hands, remembering what he's done and knowing that he's going to do it again. Not the same way. God can't be put in a box. It's not a um, a formula. Like, hey, if I do this and I do that and I pray this way or that, da 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 da, this is going to happen. God likes to change things up. God likes to do miraculous things the way that only God can do it to blow our minds again and again and again. And, and the, the great part is, is that I'm glad that He doesn't work on our timeline. Because looking back now, and for those of you that are believing for a miracle right now, you're like, be quiet. I'm not, I don't receive that. Whatever. You're crazy. Here's the thing. I realized if I had gotten some of the things that my wife and I and our kids have been praying for and believing for, like when we asked for it right then, you know what? I wouldn't have been as appreciative or thankful or grateful for those things. 
it would have been a whole different perspective. Like, okay, you did it that quick. Okay, God, bring out, bring out some more, God. And he'd become more like a genie. Hey, what do you need? What do you need? Right? But instead of a relationship with a father that wants to bless us because he loves us, not because he has to, but because he wants to. Rather than us looking at, hey, 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 big papa, I need some more money. I need more of this, more of that. When we have a relationship with God, there's an understanding that says, okay, I serve you, God. You are awesome, and what you've given me is already enough. What you've blessed me with is already enough. Let me take a step back and look with different lenses of how much you've blessed me with. Because what I already have is amazing. God, thank you. This is mind-blowing what you've done. But yet the Bible says he still wants to give us more when we trust him, when we connect with him. Because when you are connected to the vine, life constantly comes. So we don't have to worry. That's why in Matthew 5, he said, why are you worrying about all this stuff? That doesn't even matter. When you're connected to the vine, it's on the way, baby. Right? It just might take a little bit of time for that fruit to pop up. But it's on the way. That's the thing. We just have to know that it takes time. Seed time and harvest. The Bible says seed. Oh, man. Faith and we inherit the promise. Sometimes I'm like, faith and what now? Faith. How about faith? We just inherit the promises. No, faith and time. And I was thinking about when Jesus turned, he's talking to the woman, and this man's thinking, man, time is ticking. I got to go. Jesus, we got we to gotta go. And he's just thinking about time, time, time. And Jesus is like, look, I got this. Don't worry. It's okay. And so when we are connected to the vine, our life, just, just, just know that your life gives off fruit. Um, so again, if fear is forgetting, then the antidote is remembering how good God is. Um, the woman with the issue of blood had to make a choice to get up and out from her old routine, the yesterday, and reach out today in faith for something more. And it changed her forever. I don't know what your past looks like. I don't know if you were abused. I don't know if you had done something wrong that you're beating yourself up over and over again. You have regrets that you're carrying, things that you have in your life that you feel condemned about, that you're carrying this extra weight around without even realizing it. Maybe there's a bad relationship that went, went sour and, you're, and you are heartbroken about it. And you're, you're carrying all this stuff from yesterday. And as you're carrying this stuff, you're, you're, you're limping along. And I want to point out something with, with this thought. That as Jesus comes through, he, he took the 12 years of suffering off of that woman. Where she didn't have to deal with it a day later. After the, for the rest of her life. When, G, when we become in Christ, we are a new creation, the Bible says. All things have passed away. Everything becomes brand new. But yet sometimes we live this life like we still have to hold on to the junk from our past because it defines you somehow. But what I'm telling you is that when we're in Christ, he's defining you in a different way. Not based on your past, but based on your future and where he sees you going. We have to have a mindset to change because the thing is it takes work to think differently. It takes work 
to say, okay, my past is past. Make all things new. Refresh my memory, God. Make me new in you. And we have to let those things go, but it's, a, it's an act. It's a, a stepping out of faith of letting go of the past and stepping into the future. Again, I don't know what your, your past looks like. I don't know what you've been through, but I know God does. And it's time to step out from the old and into the new and change your life forever. It goes back to be connect, being connected to the vine. If we don't know Jesus, we can't believe. If we can't believe, we don't have a miracle. If we don't have a miracle, we stay under bondage. It's time to get free. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word this morning. I thank you for sending the vine, Jesus Christ, as our Savior. We thank you, Father, for what you've done for us. Thank you, Father, for all the, the access that we have to you through Jesus Christ. And Lord, this morning, as we're sitting in this room or watching online, I pray, Father, that you would move like you only move and that you would heal like you only heal. And Lord, that people who have been carrying around their past of yesterday would realize they're carrying a weight that they're not meant to carry. Lord, you give us freedom that we can only receive from you. Nothing in this world can satisfy the way you do. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would move on our lives and our hearts. And those that are carrying around baggage, those who are still walking around bound from things in their past, Lord, I pray for a freedom right now. And if that's you in this place, we're going to pray for you in a moment. But the on-ramp is getting connected to the vine, which is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. The life. So if you need that life this morning, which is Jesus Christ, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And accept Jesus in your heart. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart that you're going to be saved, that means you ever, you're getting connected with the true vine. So everybody say this with me, but if you really need this and you're saying, I need this pastor, then mean this with your heart. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I thank you for changing me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and for raising again to give me life. Lord, I accept that life now. I thank you that my past is gone and that I'm new in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Keep your eyes bowed. I mean, your eyes closed and your heads bowed for one more moment. I really feel this. For those of you that have heard this message and seen the different things we're talking about with your past. And you wake up thinking about old things. Stuff that you should have been set free from. I want you to stand up on your feet. We want to pray for you today.
that's you stand up on your feet and we want to pray for you because you are not meant to carry those things any longer that's bondage and the enemy's pulling a chain to keep you back when you are meant to walk in freedom those that are standing they've taken a step of faith and I thank you God as they stood up they're standing up reaching out from their past and reaching for their future and we break now the pattern and the lie of the enemy off of them in Jesus name we thank you Father that their past is buried and that you make them a new creation I thank you that you renew their mind in Jesus Christ I thank you Father for the things that are in the past, stay in the past, and that you begin to renew their mind right now in Jesus' name. We break the cycle of the enemy that's been binding them, that's been attaching them to things that they are not meant to be attached to any longer. Cut the chains off. Cut the lie off. And cut the blame off in Jesus' name. We take the weight of the blame of the enemy of that condemnation off of their lives in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, you're ministering to each and every one of them. We speak freedom in Jesus Christ's name. And we thank you, Father, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I thank you, just as we're praying, it's like you're going up to every single one of them. You're taking off the chains. He's taking off the chains. He's ripping the chains off every one of you. In Jesus' name, no more bondage, no more heaviness, nothing but freedom. Jesus name we pray thank you Lord that there's freedom now walk in that freedom know that you are set free and don't let the enemy push you around any longer in Jesus name man God thank you I love when God shows up when we reach out and we see God move man God is so good thanks for joining us at Now Church For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.